0: League, the return of hanging in the nest but we are going in a new direction folks and by that because mainly our viewers are just our fraternity brothers that played with us we'll be focusing back on our fantasy football league as always josh of here with max he just had his birthday the turkey rubenstein happy birthday max
1: thank you thank you very much i appreciate it i'm uh they say i'm a little bit wiser when you know you turn a extra year older so that's how i feel that-
0: that's what I hear as well. I also want to know how much you have to pay the top golf person to give you that last 75-point swing out of nowhere to take the game. I literally yeah. it was coming down to the buzzer, and you put out a 75-point to win. I was devastated.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I was doing like the whole, yeah, I'll hit the target, you know, no big deal. And then towards the end, I was like, what if I just try to hit it as hard as I can? Yeah. And I aimed it, placed it right in the middle where you got to do it, and then the distance got me the 75er. Took Boom. the game. Oh,
0: that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, we're, we are pumped to be back. Max, let's get into a fact here. What do you got for us today?
1: All right. So these facts are going to be all about fantasy football moving forward for a little bit. So,
0: like it. They still could be bird facts because there are bird facts, bird teams. So,
1: of course. And this one, actually, I like you. This does not have to do with a bird team quarterback or player damn all right but maybe next week all right right. so here is my amazing fact for today of the QBs who have played in every game the last three seasons Kirk Cousins is ranked 11 with an average of 261 yards per game pretty great for a quarterback going pretty late in drafts
0: Mm.
1: I got a better one for you Ryan Fitzpatrick is ranked ninth with 267 total yards per game in those same three seasons, and he is going basically undrafted. Wow. So just gives you something to think about.
0: It definitely gives you something to think about, and as we get into who our favorite keepers are and least favorite keepers are, QB is deep, and one of the teams on my list for the bottom – was someone that kept two QBs in a one QB league. Spoiler. Whoa. Spoiler. But well, let's get into some news real fast. I got a couple things. You got a couple things, Max. Key thing for me, Cowboys fans, Dak Prescott back at practice. They're saying he's looking good getting past that injury. The Rams traded for Sony Michel from the Patriots. That frees up Damian Harris. So, looking at Damian Harris, I think is a solid back. James White in PPR leagues, of course. Sonny Michel, not really sure what's going to happen out there in L.A., so – I'd wait to see what they are what they do there. Other news, Denver came up with some big news. Not only is Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback, but Jerry Judy has jumped Cortland Sutton as the number one receiver on the depth chart. That could mean nothing because it's just a depth chart. But makes me feel like they're going to lean a little bit more Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton has a lot of injuries coming off one last year. I think Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler are going to be key guys out there.
1: What yeah, else matters? I mean, don't forget about Noah Fant there as well. I know he's yep. the injury I saw today. Should be good to go for the beginning of the season. But Denver, man, if they got any kind of thing, anything out of Teddy Bridgewater or even Drew Locke, this could be a good team.
0: Oh, this absolutely. Could be a
1: very good team. Uh, other news I have this is the, probably the biggest shock of the offseason. The number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, narrowly beating out Gardner Minshew. Wow. Narrowly. Now, if you remember, Gardner Mishu was the one who said he does, he's not taking any dumps because he doesn't believe in being number two.
0: That's right.
1: So he took the whole, you know, OTAs, felt like not taking a crap. Maybe now he can kind of go and release it. Yeah. Uh, besides that, only other big news that I saw today, uh, Tannehill is actually on the COVID list today, along with two other players. Uh, it said that Tennessee's been going with a little bit of COVID since they got back from Tampa Bay. Tannehill is fully vaccinated. Should miss, you know, the minimum. I think it's five days, and he should be good to go. So, all right, there's that.
0: That is your news. Let's get into it. Delta Kai, we just had our keepers come out on Tuesday. Next Tuesday, August 31st, we got our draft. Very exciting. People's keepers, I thought, were very surprising, Max. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the top or the bottom of the keeper list?
1: I always like my veggies first, so... Let's get the crap over with.
0: Let's get the crap. You want to go first?
1: Yes. All right. So I will save one for you. I think I know where you're going to go. But I am going to hit the one that I was very confused about, very shocked about. We all know he's a great person. But Jason Johnson, what are you doing? Okay. Those of you that did not see it, Jason has decided to keep James Conner, who is in at most a timeshare. Mm -hmm. Marquise Brown, who is hurt uh, at the moment, should be fine. And then Cole Beasley. You know Cole Beasley. He, you know, ripped apart the NFL for mandating the vaccines or whatever they decide to do with it. So those are Jason's three keepers.
0: I want to add, Jason's also on my list. Two things here. One, the Cole Beasley thing could be worse. He's getting fined again. He could be in a lot of trouble. He may not play. That's going to be interesting. But the problem is Jason really had no one to keep. And so I think what's interesting about Jason's team is ever since he won and he did win at some point many years in back the years in the years. And he hasn't really done much to start building out good keepers. So like usually if you're going to sell or have a bad team, you would do something to kind of propel yourself for next season. Jason has not done that. So those keepers were really only options he had, but that's, in, that in lies the problem, right? He only had those keepers. So I don't know really what you do there. It, it makes it very difficult when you don't have the players to keep. So well,
1: I, I, I think his, his, my advice to him would be reach out, you know, just for me, for example, just because I know my team, you know, Kenny Galladay went back into the draft. He could have been a keeper. Deontay Johnson, who his favorite team, the Steelers. He could have, you know, gotten him, but now he's going back in the draft. Um, right. I think Jason struggles with a work schedule. So I don't know how he's able to communicate as much as he wants, but yeah, this was a big, big, uh, Big time dud for Jason Johnson. I mean, he's got to have some time
0: throughout the day. It only takes a few minutes to sat and text. I agree his work schedule is tough, but yes, definitely. Um, Going to be a challenge for Johnson this yeah, year. I mean, I, I, I
1: do my best fantasy work while I'm sitting on the toilet.
0: I'll be Amen honest. Amen to that. Amen so. to that. Well, you went Jason Johnson I had him on my list. The next one I went, which I'm assuming you have on your list too, is Abe Juarez. Correct. He kept Devontae Adams round one solid, Aaron Rodgers round six, also fine, and Justin Herbert round eight. Conceptually also fine, but why are you keeping two QBs in this league? QB is deep. It's a 12-team league. Keep one of those guys. He had multiple players, including someone like James Robinson, who is now RB1 with Travis Etienne out for the season, out there. Speaking to my sources, and by sources I mean Abe himself, yeah. He said he kind of forgot and fell asleep and, like, didn't really look at it. And so he just sent clients a fever. So uh, Abe might have screwed himself there. Very disappointed in Abe. But I have Abe there at the bottom as well with Jason.
1: I mean, you know, the thing with Abe, he's been telling us work has been real crappy. I get it. But, again, my best work comes when I'm sitting on the toilet. Unless you're working for your job while you're sitting on the crapper, there's, like, a quick second. Look at your phone be like, oh, I have that guy. He's pretty good. I probably don't want to keep two quarterbacks in a one-quarterback league, but yep. I digress. And then right. uh, who's your third, Max? So I had a two here. Um, I'm going to go with one. I don't know if you'll have the other, so we'll see how good we are here. But I went with Joe. Now, we all know Joe does a lot of great things. Keeping fantasy players may not be one of them. I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's great. Steal in the ninth round, yeah. Ninth round is amazing. But after that, it gets a little dicey. Joe Burrow in the 16th on paper looks great. You could probably get Joe Burrow in, like, the 13th, 14th, okay? He – you know, there's a possibility with quarterbacks being so deep he'd be there.
0: Right. Or somebody else that
1: is better with not coming off a major injury, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, really bad. The Bengals have a really, really bad offensive line. He may be running for his life the whole season. But then – he tops it off with Mike Desecchi, who, to be honest, I'm not even sure what team he's on. Is he still on the Dolphins?
0: Yeah, he's still the number one on the Dolphins. He's a solid player, but again, he's someone that could have, you know, not been easily drafted. Tight ends, another deep in the sense that it's they're all about the same after the top three. Correct. So he could have looked to trades for someone. I thought it was a weak move by Joe as well. Mm-hmm. I had Joe there as well. The only one that you could really consider, and maybe if you're thinking the same thing, Zach only kept two guys. Now, I like the two guys he kept. There weren't a ton of options out there. I saw Thielen could have been a six rounder. I don't know if that was like a draft push down somehow, but I think an Adam Thielen around six could have been a solid third keeper. So I'm not really sure because I think Thielen, based off of what I've seen out there, will go probably in rounds two or three in our draft based off the availability. So Thielen in the six would have been a good third. But having Diggs and Metcalf, you have two of the top 10 receivers in the league. Pretty yeah. good start. So I didn't put him in the bottom three, but not doing anything to try to get a third keeper. A little disappointing in Zach's part.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, honestly, Zach probably forgot. I'm sure he was like, <laughs> oh, crap, I only need to keep two people, you know. So, who knows what, you know, what could have been. But, you know, starting with the first overall, maybe he's like, oh, you know what? If I really want um, anybody good, I'll just draft them first. Right. Okay, now there was a lot of controversy between Zach and John. <clears throat> okay, John had no clue. CMC had years left. So, if this, you know, would have happened a couple, you know, if DK wouldn't have done all the great commission work that he does, yeah, John would not have been able to keep CMC. And we may have had a different story with keepers and stuff like that because then Zach would have ended up with CMC. So, just keep that in mind. Zach was really upset. John might have saved his whole fantasy life right there.
0: Wow. All right, let's get into the top three now. I will go first here and I'm actually going to pick. The turkey himself, Maxwell J. Rubenstein. Whoa, bless you. I look at th- yeah, let's look at this year. Antonio Gibson, round five. Love him. He's a top 10 to 12 RB, so he's an RB1 in our league, going very early in drafts, round two or three, so you're getting a two to three round value in the ADP there. Darren Waller, the baller, round 12. He's tight end three. Some people think he might be better than Kittle this year. I'm curious to see what happens. Kelsey's the clear number one, but Wall. And then finally, with Chris Godwin, the 15th. Now, Godwin, a bit of a question mark due to the health industries. You know what's going to happen in Tampa. But he's looking healthy. Brady likes the slot receiver is where I think Godwin's going to play. Brown's got too much speed to be in the slot to move him out. Obviously, Evans is an outside receiver. Godwin in the PPR league, especially even though we're only half point, I think is going to be a monster. He's going to be a solid wide receiver, too, and have games where he gets wide receiver one value. So I think you have three good keepers. And I like the fact that it's across different positions. And you didn't keep a quarterback. And again, we've talked about how deep it is. So I don't think you wasted something there by keeping a mid tier quarterback. You kept three solid players, all with late rounds and well beyond their ADP. So I tell you, you did a good job there, Max. Well,
1: I appreciate that. Um, I agree with everything you said, which is probably why I kept them. (laughs) Um, I feel terrible, but unfortunately, I did not put you in my top three. I mean, that's your fault, but I I didn't put myself in the top
0: three (laughs) either.
1: I like my three
0: keepers, Derek Henry, J.K. Dobbins, and Josh Allen. Josh Allen won me a title. I'm good. But
1: what do you got? So, like, for example, I like my keepers, too. Do I think top three? I'm not sure. So, let me go with my – I'm going to do the worst of the best that I have here. And i got to give it to our fearless leader, D.K. Okay? I love Team Allen. And then after that, it just gets great. Nick Chubb in, like, I think the ninth round. And then Claypool in the 16th. I mean, Claypool can be a huge breakout. He could be easily a number one ride, wide receiver. You cho- uh, pair him up with Keenan Allen. I mean, that's great. Nick Chubb is, if he's not, I mean, he should be top eight, I think, top ten at least, while running back, and he got him really late. So, I really like DK. I think he's on the uh, up and up.
0: I'll yeah, I there. thought, you know, Chase Claypool, I think it's going to be interesting. I think they got a lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh. You have Deontay Johnson there, Juju smith re-signed, Najee Harris is going to be a beast, Eric Ebron, and Pat. Primum, the tight end from Penn State, also really good. So I think it's a toss up there. I like the other two picks, of course. Um, He was kind of like five, six on my list. The one guy that I picked over you, by the way, um, was Ferry. I thought Ferry had a really good keepers, but I chose not to put him in mainly because, you know, who wants to prop Ferry up at all? So I I avoided that. Of course, never Never do. do. So number two for me, I went with Billy Fox. Uh, I thought he made two good good decisions here one he had too many keepers and so he was able at the deadline to trade out calvin ridley who i love but i understand why he traded him due to the round right. um where he has justin jefferson in the 10th much better keeper there um i'm devastated i still cut jefferson early in the season last year but it is what it is and aj brown for a fourth and sixth. so billy picked up two mid-round picks for players he couldn't keep anyway which i thought was a great move it needs to be considered in my mind Travis Kelsey in round one. He's a stud, obviously. And Kyler Murray, I think he's due for a great year. A.J. Green looks sick right now. They have too many receivers at this point that even play the field. Guys like Christian Kirk are not even being considered. Annie Isabella basically is on the bench as well. They are deep. That offense is going to click, I think, this year. Murray, I think, could be MVP potential. He's got three really good keepers and extra picks. Billy Fox, calling it now, playoff team for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he narrowly lost to you um last year so yeah this guy's easily not only is billy fox a playoff team he is a cont- like a top contender team um Correct. i actually have somebody ahead of billy but because you were talking about billy i will kind of agree with everything you said the the guys he has i mean kelsey's a he's being kept in the first round but he's yep. probably going to be drafted exactly where billy is drafting him or where he hasn't the, so I don't Kelsey, think he falls, that's yeah. perfect there and then you look at justin jefferson Lot He's got a huge shoes to uh, I don't even know what the expression is But he's he's got to hopefully keep it up You know, they talk about sophomore slums Who knows, but he is the number one on this team And then yeah, Kyle Murray's phenomenal Okay, so I think Billy is going to have a great, great year But my number one I want to see if you agree My number one is From the West Coast MG Okay, Mikey G's team Is This is a good three keepers Patrick Mahomes late, Austin Eckler late, and then Kittle. I mean, you want to talk about spreading it out? MG is set up to do that right now. Also, let's not forget, MG's got one, two, three picks in the top three, uh, top two rounds as well. He's looking great. I think he's going to have a really good team, and he's off to a good start with these keepers.
0: I 100% agree Mike Gonzalez all the way. I think he set himself up perfectly for this season. He traded out last year to make those moves. Um, so I have MG as number one. I agree with everything you said. I think the one guy that I didn't mention that I think probably could be in this mix is Michael hinchy My issue with Hinchy's team is the fact that he kept three RBs, but RB is thinner this year. He's got Delvin Cook, Aaron Jones, and Miles Gaskin. He's got two RB1s, both in the top six, and yeah. Gaskin's in the top 20 RB. So I think he's there. He's got to draft receivers, um, but the receiver is deep. So I like Hinchey. I think he could have been in the top three as well. Um, But, yeah, M.G. agreed. I think he set up for success this season.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree there. I mean, I have to tell you, like, looking at these keepers, it is pretty solid across the board. I mean, we said there was a few who were iffy. But, overall, it was tough to figure out who kind of is really good. A lot of middle-level teams that could easily have a good year coming up.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be a good season. Pump there. Before we get into our mock draft, we'll do a two-round mock draft. Max, let's do a little bit. Of trying to understand, if we put a couple people out there, right, who would you pick? Give me the order of these things. So we're kind of doing a little bit of a pick them here, kind of give you some inside scoop before the draft. So, Max, I'm going to start with QBs. We've talked about them a bunch. And I'm going to kind of put Abe Juarez on the spot. I'm going to give you three QBs to pick from. I want to know who your number one is, number two, and number three are here, right? So, based off ADP, they're all very similar. We okay. got Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. Of those three, who do you want the most out of that group?
1: So that you said they're all ranked kind of near each other, correct?
0: Right. I try to keep the ADP
1: similar, yes. I think they're like, uh, I've got
0: the exact order. I don't. Wow, this have is
1: that. really good. Um, bottom on my list, it's tough, but I got to go with a little bit of experience in the top two. So Urbit's going to be my three. Okay. Okay. And... I'm going Rodgers to Brady 1. Until Brady tells me he can't play football anymore, I have to just keep assuming he can do it and at a great level. Okay, he looked awesome towards the end of, next, of last year. And the new system that they have running in Tampa Bay, it does take a little bit to get going. So once you get it going and once you get into it with everything that Brady has there in Tampa Bay, I think he's going to have a phenomenal, phenomenal year. Yeah. So I agree. I, no, I think the order is solid. I was kind of torn. I thought maybe
0: Rodgers ahead of Brady. I just think he's going to have his last-stand style season with Dante Adams going crazy. But I, I don't think you can go wrong either way with any of these quarterbacks, but it is a tough pick for sure.
1: Yeah. All right. So looking at it, I'm going to give you running backs now. All right. So we have a... Let me just see if I can... Where the heck did I just put it? So we have... Two running backs here. Actually, we have three. I'm sorry. So you got Najee Harris, nice young rookie, pretty much the bell cow there. We got Clyde Edwards-Alaire right there as well. And then the last one who's around the same uh, area is going to be Miles Sanders. Okay? So out of these three, where are you going?
0: I'm going to basically go off the the order that you just said them in. That's the order how I like them. So – uh, Sanders at the bottom, I feel like he's in a guy that's a bit injury-prone. Philly has got a new offense, so I'm really not sure what's going to happen. But my concern is Jalen Hurts does run the ball. So if they're close to the red zone, I can easily see Hurts sneaking in a lot, taking some touchdowns away from Sanders. I like him. I think he's a, a, a RB2 flex more than like a solid RB2 at this point. After that, I go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he's got all the talent in the world, but he plays on a team that just scores like crazy and has a lot of mouths to feed. Mahomes does throw quite a bit. So I like him a lot. He's also has a little bit of an injury thing going on right now, but because of that offense and Mahomes, they do a lot of big, big passing offense there. I think Hilaire there is number two and you said it bell cow, Najee Harris, give me, give him the ball. He was a beast in college. He's going to be a beast in the NFL. I don't care if it's a brand new line in Pittsburgh, he's going to get 25 touches a game and he's going to kill it. So give me Najee Harris all the way. Okay. All right, I'm going receivers to you, Max. I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh as I'm going Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore with your boy Sam Darnold at quarterback, and Little Cooper Cup in Los Angeles, Matt Stafford. So, Johnson, Moore, and Cup, where are you going?
1: Johnson, all right. You said Johnson, Moore, and Cup, right? All right. Yep. So, I am going to go with number one. I'm going to start this way now. I'm going with Deontay Johnson, okay? I like that he already has the chemistry because you got to look at everybody else on this list. Everybody else, the other two, have new quarterbacks, okay? So I always like the chemistry already built in. They don't have to worry about it. Deontay Johnson, definitely number one for me. Going number two, I am going to go with DJ Moore, okay? He had a good season last year, but because he didn't get a lot of touchdowns, it doesn't look that way, okay? But this guy also gets a lot of targets down there he could be sam darnold's like emergency option you know if there's nothing open downfield dj moore's open in the middle he can get it there and if he gets more touchdowns he'll have a good year and then last one cooper cup i do think he's great i do think he's another target monster but you have to remember over there they also have robert woods okay i like woods way more than cooper cup even though they're both ranked very similarly um so that's how you know that's how i'm going with this one all right I like it. All right, so for you, I am going with tight ends, everybody's favorite tight ends. All right, so here's what you are going to get: Dallas Goddard, Robert Tunyon, Noah Fant, and Irv Smith Jr. Okay, I threw four. four. I threw four of you. Dallas Goddard, you know, always there in Philadelphia, potentially the number one, but Zach Ertz is still there. You got Tunyon coming off a good season. But will it continue? Irv Smith could be the breakout uh, tight end this year. And then the last one, Noah Fant, we talked a little bit about in Denver. All right, what are you doing?
0: Tough group for sure. I'm putting Irv Smith Jr. at number four. They said early on in the offseason, they don't think his target share is going to go up that much. They like how the offense ran last year. I think he's a solid tight end, but he's not going to be anything special. I think he could have some more touchdowns, but I put him number four. Number three, I'm going Robert Tunyon. You know, I think that, He had a good breakout year, but you got Randall Cobb back in there. I think he's going to have a security blanket. Aaron Rodgers is going to dump that off. I also think you're going to see a two-headed monster with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. You're going to see some more RB play there. Like Tanyan, he's a starting tight end for sure, but he's number three on my list. Number two, I'm going Dallas Goddard, only because it's a timeshare. If they traded Zach Ertz, I'd be on Goddard all day, but I think they're both going to play. You're going to see a lot of 12 personnel out there, two tight end sets. Goddard, number two. I love Noah Fan. Uh, he's number one for me in this group. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. He's got a safe quarterback. And in a PPR league, Noah Fan could easily get five catches for 50 yards, have a solid day like that, sneak in a few touchdowns. This is a tough group. This is the group people will be picking from a lot of. But I like Noah Fan here to go uh, to be the top guy.
1: I think I agree with you there. I do think I would put Tanya over Dallas Goddard, but I kind of understand where you're coming from.
0: Yep. And I get that too. So, all right, folks, we are going to move on to our mock draft. I know we're moving fast today, but the Hawk has to get to dinner for somebody. So we're going to go through two rounds. Max, the question is, do you want odds or evens? You can of course, pick your own pick. So we'll like flip that pick of course, but um, odds or evens? what are you feeling today?
1: Well, because I'm already even, and I know you don't pick in the first round, Give me the evens, okay? I want two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve.
0: All right, fair enough. So I'm on the clock as Zach Reese here, looking at the list here. Some talented players, but been, I think no brainer. I think it's Alvin Kamara.
1: Yeah, it's without a doubt.
0: Yeah, I think it's Kamara here. I think it's the safest play, smartest play. Um, he's going to have Winston probably throwing in the ball. So give me Kamara at
1: number one. All right, so looking over at John's team. John's team is a keeper so, in CMC, so we're moving on to you at number three.
0: Number three, it's Team America. I would not actually pick this player if I was in Joe's position. I think there's better players, but because it's Joe and he loves his Giants, Saquon Barkley going number three in the draft year. He's back at practice. They're saying he's looking good. I think he starts slow, but finishes strong. I'm going Saquon, number three.
1: I, I think this is easy. I think it's a Giants fan, you want to root for your players, and who wants to root for jo, uh, Barkley more than Joe? So that's great. Moving on, MG. This one is easy. I think if this falls, I think MG will be very happy. You already got Mahomes. <clears throat> you can't pick Kelsey, but what's the next best thing? Tyreek Hill. So wow. I think MG goes with Tyreek Hill. Four to go with Mahomes, Eckler, and Kittle. So he's got one at just about the major positions already. So we're going to recap
0: this. I'm going to keep like some notes on the side. I think he goes Zeke here and gets the RB, but I understand why you'd pick Tariq Hill. It's a nice combo, but I do think he's going to have to go Zeke. Um, But I get it. Number five. Again, I would not pick this person, but again, I'm going with the team thing here. So I think Jason Johnson goes with Najee Harris. I like guys better here, but I think Najee Harris is going to go number five. He likes him, obviously, as a Steelers fan. I think he goes over taking someone like Zeke or Jonathan Taylor here. I think he goes Najee Harris at five.
1: Okay. So now we got me at six. I know you said that MG will take Zeke, but if it falls this way and Zeke is available, I will take him. But if he's not looking around right now, I am most likely going to go with... Ooh, this is tough. All right. Let's go. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing it actually. Let's go with Joe Mixon. Okay. Maybe a little bit of a surprise. I know Jonathan Taylor is still there. I'm a little worried about, you know, coming into his second year, Mullen Ma Max back. You got a quarterback who's going to be a question mark. Joe Mixon is solid through and through. Hopefully he stays healthy and good to go. All right. Yeah, I'll keep it on the
0: side, but let's, let's go with the Zeke draft. Uh, we'll keep it like, you know, like the more consistent. But, yep, I got you. Mixing would be the backup pick. Yeah. All right. Number seven. Number seven. Who do I have here? Sorry. That's, uh,
1: D- that's DK. He's
0: DK, got two number seven.
1: And a running back.
0: Yeah, I'm going Jonathan Taylor here. I think he's the best player on the board. I think it's the smart play.
1: Okay. Not bad there. Next, we have Hinchy keeping Dalvin Cook. So we're going to move along. Ferry, who's got Ridley, A.J. Brown, and Jackson. Lamar Jackson, that is.
0: So he needs an RB, and assuming that you took Zeke, I'm going Joe Mixon here. He needs that RB.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Joe Mixon, like we talked about, it's good to go there. So then we got Abe keeping Devontae Adams. Next, we got Billy keeping Kelsey. And then next, we got M.G., who already technically picked Hill. So he's definitely should be looking at running back. And this is where he's not going to pick Clyde Edwards-Alaire because that's way too many uh, Kansas City people, in my opinion. So I think the next available player is going to be Chris Carson. And Chris Carson gets a lot of crap for being hurt a lot. But if you look at it, he is not hurt compared to anyone else. He's played either more games or the same amount of games as Barkley – mix in cook and he just gets this bad rap and i think he's going to be very good this year
0: yeah i i love the pick there chris carson's a workhorse man i like him a lot so i think it's a good pick there at the end of the drafts for the first round for sure Mm -hmm. all right that's round one (laughs) rapid fire style round two i start with derrick henry as a keeper so max you're up at 14
1: all right so this is billy's first official pick uh, he has Kelsey, he has Jeff, Justin Jefferson, and he's got his quarterback in Kyle Murray. Again, my opinion, where he's going to go, I don't like Deontay, uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, I'm worried about him in Detroit, but I think looking at the best options, I would pick David Montgomery over him, so I think Billy will be taking Montgomery.
0: All right, Montgomery to Fox. I like it. Okay. All right, so that puts up Ferry next. Uh,
1: Abe. At least I have Abe.
0: Is that not right? Oh, oh Abe. Sorry, I skipped. Yep, you're right, Abe. Okay. So,
1: all right. Abe. You remember, I'm just giving you the heads up. He has quarterbacks, so don't worry about picking another quarterback here. I'm going Clyde
0: Edwards Hilaire here for Abe. He needs the RB desperately. And he, yeah, Edward Hilaire, though I said it's tough with a lot of mouths to feed, I think he's got the most upside out of this group that's left.
1: Okay. Fair. All right, so we're back a tough to Tough pick, though. It is a tough – yeah, I mean, I, I it's – I think it's tough, but, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, where it's going to go. Back to Ferry, Wrigley, A.J. Brown, Lamar Jackson. You have him picking Mixon. So, moving on there, I still think he needs a running back. He always likes his players, so I feel like DeAndre Swift is his boy. So, give him DeAndre Swift, running back for Detroit. I like it. You're up next. I am. So if I'm making my own pick, and I mean, this is amazing. It's surprising. It may not work this way, but I'm looking at DeAndre Hopkins there, and I think this is a no brainer to pair him with Godwin. That is a very solid one-two punch at wide receiver. Gibson and whatever running back I pick is good, too. So I'm looking pretty good so far. Yep. I'll take 18 because
0: you pick at 19. I'll do DK here.
1: Okay,
0: so DK, this is tough here. So DK took in round one. Got to look back here. Was you seven. picked
1: Jonathan Taylor.
0: Taylor, I took Taylor for DK. Draft work gets hard here, folks. Does yes. it starts getting? It drops off a little bit here. So for DK, I'm going to go with Allen Robinson here. I think the receiver. Uh, no, he has two receivers though. He does. Yes, scratch that. We're going James Robinson. We'll get him an RB1, get him another RB out there. We'll go James Robinson at 18.
1: Okay. So now going back to me, I very much like having three picks in the first two rounds. Um, I have to tell you, just looking at this already, running back is already thinning out. Yep. Like it's amazing how fast this went. And you're right, to probably go down, to James Robinson, who, looking at the guys above him like Ronald Jones, Mostert, uh, Chase Edmonds, the you James Robinson is probably one of the last RB ones that is yep. you know his job. So looking at that, I am probably moving a little bit down the list. I'm between two. I don't really like you. All right, let's go, Mike Davis. Okay, I, I, like you like we talked about, it gets thin quick. I know Mike Davis has the job as the number one. They didn't do anything to help out the running back, so it is his job. He was very good in place of CMC last year, got him a job in Atlanta, so that's where I'm going. Jason Johnson up next. You have him picking Najee, or you picked him Najee in the first round. Yeah, he needs everything here. I'm going to go with...
0: I think he's going to upside play here. I'm going to give him CD Lamb here. I think people have Lamb ranked pretty high this season. They like him a lot. I think it's a good upside play. He needs some kind of like shock and awe players. I think CD Lamb would give him that. So I'm going CD Lamb at number 20.
1: All right. Um, At 21, we got MG again. I had him pick Tyreek Hill, Chris Carson to go with the group he's got already. Um, I'm thinking he probably wants a – I would say probably wants a running back also to try to get what he can get, and I think we're going to go Raheem Mostert, okay? Mostert's an interesting guy. When he's on the field, and I will say when, okay, he only needs about 10, 11, 12 plays to have a big game, okay? If you remember against – I think it was against the Jets. He took one play 80 yards to the house, okay? That's a game right there. That's all you need from your running back, so – Mostert, got to stay healthy, got to beat Trey Sermon out, and I think he should be fine this year.
0: I like that pick. I'm going. I got Joe Stewart up next. No, I got uh, M.G. Yeah. up next. I'm sorry. No, you got Joe. I just picked M.G. All right. So I, I'm getting confused because we, we flopped odds evens. I we know. Yeah, I know. My, I saw that. My, throw my whole thing off here, Max. All right. I'm going. Joe needs more RBs. I'm going Josh Jacobs. I think people are really down on Josh Jacobs because Kenyon Drake is there. I think he'll be fine here. Joe needs some more, more balance there with Saquon. And I think Saquon with Josh Jacobs could be a solid pick here.
1: I have to let you know it's Saquon, I think, is it how it's pronounced.
0: Just, I like Saquon.
1: Yeah, I don't. I hate Saquon. I actually hate how that sounds. We're going to have to ask Joe about it. So, Joe, Saquon. please it, let us it, you're know. You're probably right. It's probably it true. is – I hate the way you're saying it and it just makes me mad every time I hear you say it. I love it. Um, I love it. So don't say it goal. anymore. Don't say it anymore. I'm sorry. I missed your pick because I I was – Distracted. Who did you have Joe picking to go with Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Combo. Excellent. All right. Very nice. I do like Josh Jacob. I hope he performs the way he should. They just don't use him the right way, I think, in Las yeah. Vegas. Um, all right. So moving on to John. This is John's first pick he, with the keeper, CMC, Hertz, and Daryl Henderson. He needs to get his wide receiver game going. All right. So as I'm looking at the wide receivers, let me see who's available um he will be picking Ooh, did you pick alan robinson i can't remember nope. if he switched or not all right no so I, I quit. robinson is going to be his guy a rob is basically money okay no matter what shitty quarterback he has he is an rb1 through and through so i'm going to give john robinson all right and with the last pick in our mock draft
0: here i have zach reese keeping two receivers, taking Alvin Kamara, Kamara, whatever you want to say his name. Now That one I'm fine with.
1: I don't mind that one. That Um, one you did great. Damn. All
0: right. So I'm going with Miles Sanders here. He needs an RB. I think that gets touches. Um, You know, Sanders, again, a little bit of a risk, but you need the RB and RB's thin. I'm going Miles Sanders with Zach here at the 24th overall pick.
1: Mm -hmm. And not that it matters too much, but we did have some Philadelphia news as you were announcing that pick that the Eagles have waived on Johnson. Um, he's been injured anyway, but at least it just closes another door on a running back in Philadelphia to just give more to Miles Sanders. So, not I a get... bad pick to end the second round there. No, it is not. And so though I was to run. I was actually talking to somebody at. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm actually back to school now for a training. It's horrible being back. But I was talking to somebody there, and he picked Miles Sanders, and I did agree with him. He basically was saying if Miles Sanders is good, because he picked him in the third round. That could be a championship team right there. Oh, I mean, sure. he really could be great. So I agree. Yeah. So next week we're going to bring in back
0: a top ten list for everybody on our fraternities' best team names. Ooh. We'll do a draft recap, see how well Max and I did, and see how well you did in your drafts. We'll talk about the best drafts. Did a you write all the stuff? Did you? Yes, write I all got all. So I got it all down, it, and then I forgot a few. Of that, I got it so. all down. Don't you worry. So we'll see Excellent. how we did. But from all of us at Hanging in the Nest and Saquon Barkley, yes. we will see you next time,
1: everybody. Later, everybody. Welcome to Hanging in the Nest with your host Josh the Hawk Alonso and Max the Turkey Rubenstein.